0: Welcome to the Handicast for Wednesday, November the 23rd. Happy Thanksgiving to you and hope you're having a good day. Thank you for spending a little part of it with us. This will be our final podcast of the week. Uh, celebrate Thanksgiving tomorrow and then uh, the uh, the Black Friday shows. Jimmy Odds game time at 10 and Handy time at noon will be from Rafino's. Uh, great gift card deals there uh, for Black Friday. We watch a lot of football that day plus the uh, United States and England from the World Cup. So uh, lots going on on Friday and of course Saturday a full slate of college football. Uh, LSU and Texas A&M. We got Thanksgiving football tomorrow tomorrow both college and pro full slate NFL on Sunday so let's see if we can see if we can point you in the right direction I, there's just a ton man I could have done 10 12 15 picks for for this so let me just give you some that uh, I thought about and and laid off the five pack. The five pack's been going pretty good this year, y'all. We're fifteen games over five hundred for the season. I don't I don't like to give the record out every week and jinx things, or you know, be one of those guys that hey, look, every week we do. But we've had a pretty good year, hoping to keep that going. So let me I, I take a lot of time with this. And eliminate games that um, I, you know I don't feel great about, but there's some that I lean towards. There were a lot more leans this week than there normally are. Like I said, I could have put another uh, four, or five, even six picks into this thing if I had wanted, to, you know, I wanted to. So let me just tell you about some of the leans. Um, one of the leans, Louisville, and didn't get a chance to get an update on Malik Cunningham, uh, or at least an, an accurate one. His status seems very much up in the air. I like Louisville getting the points at Kentucky. Kentucky is a big, big disappointment for them this season. Louisville's been playing pretty well, but I can't get a read on whether Cunningham's going to play or not as we do this thing on uh, on Wednesday. So if you find out that Cunningham is playing, uh, Louisville looks like a pretty good one to me. Like, uh, like Coastal Carolina, um, obviously they didn't play last week, but... But I um, think that they, even with uh, without Grayson McCall, I think they're in in a pretty good spot. I just think 14 points is way too many to give the Chanticleers uh, against James Madison. James Madison was a, a covering machine early in the season, but they have tapered off. um couldn't quite pull a trigger on that one either though um and and the and the reason is that coastal Carolina hasn't had two full weeks to prepare uh for James Madison, but they have had two weeks off i uh, I thought about it, but it was just a little bit of trepidation, but I don't think it's a bad play. I thought about northwestern uh really thought about Northwestern you got to have some onions to bet on a team that hasn't won since August, <laughs> but I thought that um for Illinois. This is the mother of all letdown spots. I mean, it really is. They gave everything they had at Michigan last week. Um, it, it, one play away from winning the game, and that's not an exaggeration. And to to get that letdown and then to go on the road against a team that hasn't won a game since August, hasn't won a game in the United States this year, their only win was uh, over in Ireland against Nebraska in week zero, and to lay 14 and a half points is a big ask. I, I tried, but I, I couldn't put it on the card. I don't think Northwestern is a bad play, uh, maybe a, not a bad small play, but I, I just couldn't quite pull the trigger on that. Uh, I like LSU minus uh, the 10 points uh, against uh, Texas a and I think A&M's got one foot out the door at this point, and LSU is keyed in. The, the the potential for a letdown spot at Arkansas, they survived that. The potential for a sloppy performance against UAB, they survived that. I think Kelly's got them keyed in uh, going into this game. I don't think there'll be any look-ahead spot to the SEC Championship game because of the playoff implications. LSU's sitting there at number five. I think LSU goes in with everything to play for and really locked in. I think AM is playing out the string. It's going to be a really, really nasty offseason, I think, in college. Station, I don't buy the This Is AM Super Bowl, and they'll come out with a great uh, great effort. I mean, they may have a great effort, but I just I don't think that they are playing well. I mean, huge shock there. Uh, Charlie, Yeah, you don't think Texas A&M is playing well? They're not. Uh, Jimmy's not here to make fun of me during the podcast, so I'll make fun of myself. Of course they're not playing well. I just think that this spot for LSU is a really, really good one. Still, uh, be it jinxing or not, I didn't really want to lay uh, 10 points on the road. So, you know, those games I – really really liked um could see uh taking Michigan if I knew Coram was playing I I would have taken the Wolverines in the points uh, I think over in that game is is a really good play could have easily uh taken that don't mind Penn State uh Penn State's been a great bully they're laying a ton of points against Michigan State but it's another you know, team, Michigan State, that you know, just has had a really, really disappointing year. Uh, I could have put that one on the card uh, if, if I had wanted to uh, for sure. Um, Oregon and Oregon State I think is a, a terrific spot uh, for Oregon if Bo Nix uh, is playing. I know Oregon State's playing well, but that's a short number on the road. Could have taken that. Uh, would uh, take or- Auburn. Uh, plus, uh, better than three touchdowns against Alabama. They they're playing hard. Alabama is not exactly blowing the doors off of people right now. Uh, Auburn's going to play hard for Cadillac. I don't think that the Tigers can win, but plus twenty two points uh, could have put that one uh, on the card. So there was a lot of uh, a lot of almost uh, on the card uh, tomorrow before I finally got to the games that. Uh, uh, that that i wanted to play uh also the, the nfl you know there's uh three games tomorrow uh for thanksgiving and I, I think there's some plays to be made here the lions have lost five in a row on thanksgiving day but they've won three in a row overall uh buffalo has spent the entire week in detroit after the blizzard chased them out of town they beat cleveland on uh, on sunday I don't think, this is not a huge play or anything, but I don't think that the Lions plus nine and a half is a bad play against Buffalo. Uh, Expecting an inspired performance out of Detroit uh, on Thanksgiving Day. Like I said, it's been five years since they've won a game. Uh, Buffalo's the better team. That's not in question here, but after a week in Detroit, they'd be ready to get home. Lions plus nine and a half, I like it a little bit. Like the Giants plus 10 uh, against the Cowboys. Dallas couldn't have been any better on Sunday thought it was the best performance the most dominating win that I'd seen in the NFL all year trying to duplicate that is is going to be difficult 10 points just seems like a lot to a, a feisty uh Giants team and then the Vikings against the the Patriots the Vikings couldn't have looked any worse on Sunday. They had to be embarrassed uh, about that performance. Getting to go back on the field just uh, four days later—it's going to be a little bit of a relief to them. Uh, laying a short number against the Patriots minus two and a half. So small plays, uh, just enough to keep you interested. Lions plus nine and a half. Giants plus ten. Vikings minus two and a half. And well, I tell you what—the um, Egg Bowl line has been moving quite a bit and it's been moving in the favor of Mississippi State it got all the way down to one and a half today Ole Miss um, before it bounced back to two and a half as we do this uh, podcast early in the afternoon on uh, on Wednesday listen the Lane Kiffin rumors are really messing with the uh, minds of people right now so whether that's the reason for the uh, the movement in the line or something else but I got a feeling that uh, it's going to be high theater for the Egg Bowl. It always is, isn't it? But uh, I would take uh, I would take Mississippi State uh, in this game. Ole Miss maybe just a little bit distracted. I know that th- there's a report that Kiffin met with his team and they, you know, they went through all of this. But man, those uh, Kiffin to Auburn rumors just won't go away. So I'm telling you. Mississippi State uh, looks like to play tomorrow night to me. So uh, these are what I would call leans. Uh, Coastal Carolina, Louisville, Northwestern, LSU, and Mississippi State. And then leans uh, on the NFL, Lions, Giants, and Vikings. So here's the picks. These are the official picks, uh, the five-pack uh, for the week. Take Florida plus nine-and-a-half at Florida State. Feels like a good buy-low spot uh, on the Gators last week. Thought it was a flat opportunity in Nashville, Um, the 11 a.m. kickoff. Didn't think they would lose, um, but didn't think they would cover either. And as it turned out, uh, Vanderbilt ended up getting only their second win against Florida since 1989. Now they're in a dog spot, rivalry game. There's no chance. Almost no chance. Shouldn't say no chance. Almost no chance that they come out flat here. The Gators have been a underdog four times this year. They have covered in all four of those games. They won two of them straight up against Utah and Texas A and M. Now, while uh, Florida State's been great against the spread team this year, they're eight and two against the FBS. I think this number is inflated a little bit, the nine and a half, because of the blowout wins over the last month. They've won by 25, 42, 35, and 32. But look at who they've routed. Miami and UL Lafayette, um, those teams are mostly playing out the string. Syracuse, who hasn't been right since Clemson ripped their heart out, and Georgia Tech, Playing hard for the interim coach, but they're not very good. So I think this is a, a fairly high-scoring game. I see 31 to 24, 34 to 27 as a real possibility with either team winning. But in any case, I think nine and a half is too much. Give me the Gators plus the points. Clemson and South Carolina. Spencer Rattler, God bless, threw six touchdown passes last week against ten, uh, against uh, Tennessee. He had thrown eight all year prior to that. So if he even gets half of that total against Clemson that he did against Tennessee, I'll be astonished. South Carolina, great win. Stormed the field. Quarterback had a career day. One day, Ratler will tell his grandkids, but this was the mother of all one-offs. I mean, the four games before that, South Carolina had wins uh, against Vanderbilt uh, and a and M, a a loss to Missouri, and a blowout loss to Florida. Uh, This has been a fine season for the Gamecocks, but every other time they've stepped up in weight class, they've been pounded. They lost to Arkansas by 14. They lost to Georgia by 41. They lost to Florida by 32. They even lost to Missouri by 13. Here comes Clemson. Uh, They have covered... Five of their last six games, they've been a very convenient bully. Uh, the one exception was the, the game against Syracuse. They covered by 10 against Miami. They covered by 8 against Louisville. They covered by 7 against Boston College. They covered by 3 against NC State. Um, and you know what? Uh, they were at Florida State, and they won that game. They covered by 1. That looks like their best effort of the year there. They beat NC State when they still had to start in quarterback there. All of a sudden, they're in need of style points. I'm not going to go into all the scenarios because Clemson needs a ton of help. Uh, But before anything else happens, they've got to do their part. I suspect the Tigers will be on full alert this week. No way South Carolina repeats that performance of last week in Williams-Brice on the road. I like Clemson big here. This is a big number to lay in a rivalry game, but I'm going to lay it. Clemson minus 14.5 against South Carolina. And as I say, it's a lot of points to lay in a rivalry game. I'm going to go ahead and do it again. Kansas State at home, minus 11.5 against Kansas. The fact this is a rivalry game, and if K-State wins, they get a shot in the Big 12 championship game, let's rule out any chance of Kansas State not being Fully motivated and all in here. The Wildcats have also been good bullies. They've covered every game that they've won this season. They covered by nine against West Virginia. Covered by 25 against Baylor. Covered by 45 against Oklahoma State. Now, in between that, they lost to Texas. But Texas isn't bad. Kansas, look, we'll always have September. It was a great ride. Got some great wins out of the, uh, out of the Jayhawks in September. Um... And I'm, I'm still a big Lance Leipold fan. He's done a great job there. Got the contract extension this week. But the electricity sort of left when Jalen Daniels got hurt. Now, Jason Bean has done a nice job, the backup. But Daniels was spectacular in September. He's back, but he was not the same in that blowout loss to Texas last week. The Jayhawks needed one win in the back half of the season to get in a bowl. They did that against Oklahoma State. Nice job. But Kansas State's got a ton to play for here. I'll take the Wildcats, minus 11 and a half. Texas Tech hosting Oklahoma. Texas Tech, a much different team at home. Red Raiders are 5-1 in Lubbock, and they have covered room to spare in four of those games. Last week, lo and behold, Tech got their first win on the road at Iowa State. Last three weeks, Two wins and a respectful loss at undefeated TCU. I can't explain the week nine home blowout loss to Baylor, but I'm definitely looking at that as more of a one off. Oklahoma um, has, in every game this year against Texas, been a favorite, but they're only four and seven against the number. Last three weeks, they lost as a favorite against Baylor, they lost a favorite against West Virginia. And then they won Bedlam last week, but what a strange game. The Sooners scored 28 points in the first quarter. They didn't score again. Spencer Sanders playing in that game for Oklahoma State had been injured, vowed to come back for the game. He did. Maybe he rushed it back. It was his worst game as a starter, and he's been a starter there for a long time. He had never thrown four interceptions in a game before last week. Texas Tech at home catching two points is the choice here like the Red Raiders. Then we go to the Apple Cup, where Washington is a two-point favorite against Washington State. Both of these teams are playing very good football in the month of November. Wazoo's won three straight. Washington has won five in a row. Apple Cup's another great rivalry game. I really liked it when they played it on Friday. I could watch, uh, watch the whole thing. Two reasons that we're going to take the Huskies to cover the short number of two in this game. Number one, comes down to quality of wins. The Huskies have wins in November against Oregon and against Oregon State. The Oregon game was on the road. The Cougars' wins are against Stanford, Arizona State, and Arizona. The second factor why we'll take Washington. Huskies have the number one pass offense in the Pac-12, and it's by a wide margin. Washington State's in the middle of the Pac-12 in pass defense. They're about 10 yards in front of USC, and I think you've seen USC's pass defense. Michael Penix leads the nation in passer uh, yards per game. He's got a passer rating that is in the top 20 for the Huskies, still only six picks on the year. This is an entertaining series, but Washington owns it. They've covered six of the last seven against Wazoo. I say you make it seven out of eight. This should be a very entertaining game, but I like Washington on the arm of Michael Penix uh, to win this thing and to cover the short number of two. So the five-pack is this. Washington minus two, Texas Tech plus two, Kansas State minus 11 and a half, Clemson minus 14 and a half, and Florida plus nine and a half. The leans, Coastal Carolina, Louisville, Northwestern, Mississippi State, and LSU, and in the NFL, a little bit of a lean, some leans here, not a huge plays. don't go crazy, you know. Lions plus 9.5, Giants plus 10, and Vikings minus 2.5. Hope that you have a fabulous holiday. Lots of sports to get to. LSU basketball uh, tonight um, and, uh, like I said, games uh, for the next uh, four days. Don't forget, uh, we will be on pregame at 1 o'clock from Rouse's on Saturday ahead of LSU and Texas A&M. For Wednesday, November the 23rd, this has been the Handicast.